T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Matt Cotraro, the new manager See, of the Royals. We have to think on the fly, too, Q. Is, is, is in <laughs> studio with us. Uh, we had a little computer issue. That's why I didn't. Know oh, we, we did. Yes, oh, that's I didn't. Why we're going. So okay, we're gonna right. we're gonna take care of a business and talk to the uh, the new skipper of the Royals next. And we're back. That's great, great, great. This is great. Uh, professional radio. Yeah, how about see that? This? See how this is going down, right? Now we got it on. <laughs> got hey! so many thumbs up in the last. Yeah, you know, things seconds. were going well until Specter walked in. I don't know about you. When your boss walks in, everything goes to hell, right? Usually, yeah, yeah but I can't say that on air. <laughs> That's what it is. Welcome in, my friend. It's good to, to see you in person and, and good to meet you. And uh, welcome to Kansas City. And I mean that because you're actually living here in Kansas City, which we all truly appreciate. So congratulations. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a big deal for us, getting here as quickly as possible. So, uh, yeah, we love it. We've, we've settled in surprisingly quickly, and the kids are in school, and it's it's been awesome. Yeah, you brought my friend's house, by the way, and um, he was uh, telling me about this the other day, the, the, the intermediary guy who lived there for like three months, right? And he's like, I wish I knew to, to negotiate into the sale contract for, for the kids to be able to meet some of the guys on the team. I said, I'll take care of that for you today. <laughs> so can you bring the kids out to the ballpark and meet some of the players for giving you a great house? Yeah, if they're your friends, just bring them to my house. It'll be fine. Perfect. I'll yeah. tell them to come yeah, on over. They know where you live. The address. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they know where you live, though. But how important was it for you to come here and, and make your home because you're the first manager we can remember that has truly embraced Kansas City as their home. And I'm like, I love it. You already win the uh, the press conference for that, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about what every, everyone else's situations, family situations are, but I have young kids and I thought it was important. Uh, you know, three years ago, my wife stopped her teaching job in New York to move to Florida because my kids were kind of the age of like, it's kind of stinks to just only see them on the all-star break. So you don't, you don't really like that. So she gave up her career to start <clears throat> coming, uh, you know, where I am. And so we just did the same thing here. My kids are young and to not see them all season and have them be somewhere else. That's that, that doesn't work for me. No, I'm glad you said that too, because we're both dads, B-dubs a dad. We've all got kids and, and, and to kind of hear that human side of things. So many times you hear from people, they, they forget about like, right, gotta go see you. The season starts and, and, and that's it. I love the fact that you're a dad, man. What's your favorite thing about being a pop? You know what? There's a lot of them, you know, I mean, but when I am home in the mornings, when they come running downstairs and give you a big hug and stuff like that, you know, it's pretty hard to replace those things or just after school, you know, they come running out and you get to see the smile on their face or the, the relief that the school day is over and we can get home and, and shoot baskets or just play whatever, you know, that, that kind of stuff is kind of irreplaceable. Did you get a good driveway to, to shoot hoops then? You know what? It's got of, a great hoop in it. Okay. It's on a little bit of a hill. So we yeah. got to figure out, hey, don't go chasing the ball in the street. 
Uh, we're trying to figure out a way to keep the ball in the driveway. Yeah. yeah. If we got a That's fence can- company that wants to put up a fence for Q <laughs> to keep the ball and let us know. That's Kansas City a little bit, though. We do have a lot of curved driveways. I know when, when we were looking for houses, it was the same thing. Like, no, I ruled out a number of houses because they had the curved curve driveway. Like, we're putting on a basketball hoop here. The ball can't roll in the street. We got to stay We gotta stay as flat as possible. It is a, it's a Kansas City problem. Well, it is. This is a hillier region than people yeah. think, right? Way, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was expecting, you know, the plains, you know, flat. and you know, But it is. It's much hillier, and I, I like to ride my bike. So, so far, I've been scuffling a little bit to try to get up some of these hills. But I think I'll be in better shape by the time we get going. How far do you ride? Well, in Florida, I could ride forever because you just there are no hills. The only hills are the bridges to get over the you know the little uh, waterways and stuff. But here, I you know so far, I think I've only made it about thirty minutes. Oh wow! Look at you. Well, that's <laughs> look at me. <laughs> thirty that's, minutes is good. Well, half of it's downhill, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> then you gotta remember you gotta you gotta come back. Yeah, you gotta come back. Are you gonna ride your bike to the ballpark? Then we'll see you in like four thirty-five. Hey, there's you. Uh, <laughs> If you see me there, something's gone horribly wrong. No, I'm not that brave. I have heard of some coaches over the years that live like an hour from the ballparks, like, and they ride every day. I, I could do it in Florida when that was, you know, it was like a six-mile ride. It was like 25 minutes or whatever. So that that was fine. But I, I have no no plans of finding my way there here. Danny Duffy ran to the ballpark one time. <laughs> Don't, I am definitely not doing that. <laughs> Unless the ballpark's about 100 feet away. I'm not running anywhere. No, he, he ran one time. He was like, I think Danny Duffy's running down the interstate. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if I, he was. I yeah. always had a problem with the timing of the ride. Because you'd ride out and then come back, right? right well, you have to come and back. And this, yeah. this goes into picking up the kids at school stories. Um, but I, I did that one day, and I, I, I got out, and I went too far, and I had to get the kids from school. And I, I have never <laughs> pedaled so hard in my life trying to get back. Cause I just t- timed it out wrong. Like I can make it. And then it was just dying on the way back, <laughs> you know, and you're riding your legs and you're, you're huffing and puffing and the principal's there. The kids are, I'm sorry. I just got off of my legs are jello <laughs> yeah. uh, because you can't time out how long it takes. The ride out is always so much simpler than the ride back. Right. Yeah. You're just going, well, so far I haven't explored too far, but I'm, I'm just basically going in circles over and over until I know I'm, I'm out of time. It's easier to do it that way, you know, just to get, kind of explore, see where you are. There's some good trails out yeah, there, you know, yeah. there's some good trails that you can ride out there and, and, and have some fun doing that. So, um, so that's your big hobby, right? Bike riding and pretty doing much. Stuff like yeah. that. How'd you get into that? Really by necessity. When my, when I was with Cleveland, we were out in spring training in Goodyear and, um, my wife was there and our, we had an, an infant son at the time and, uh, you know, we, I would, I was a hitting coach, so I would get to the ballpark super early and, I didn't want, if, if he was asleep, I wasn't going to wake him up to have her bring me to the ballpark. So I went to Walmart and bought a, bought a cheap bike and, um, would ride. It was only, you know, a few miles to the ballpark at the time. So that's how it kind of started. And then the Cleveland organization has a ton of people that are like avid cyclists, like do long distance stuff and they do races. You know, they have a thing there called the Velisano race for the cure. It's a cancer, cancer, uh, charity. Um, so some of those people are really hardcore and I just, I just started doing it like, yeah, I'll ride to the ballpark, you know, it took me 30 minutes more for exercise than anything. And it just, that's kind of what I did. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have not graduated to, you know, like the racing bikes and the tight outfits or anything like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just in, uh, I'm just in regular workout gear and, and, uh, just do it as a hobby and something to stay in shape. We were going to present him with the, with the Royals, uh, 
uh, biking outfit. Yeah, here. I, I, guess, I guess we'll save this. Well, you guys can keep wearing it. I'm, I see it. You guys are wearing it, though. Yeah. We, we, we wear it well. So I biked for one year, and it was when gas was like $4.19 a gallon back in like 08. And I would ride my bike, and I was living in St. Louis at the time, ride my bike to the train station, take the train, and then ride my bike the rest of the way to work. I didn't do it to get in shape. I did it because I was cheap. Yeah. And I didn't want to pay yeah. that kind of money for gas. And so the necessity of it kind of came up. I kind of liked it. It was it was fun, but then you get to work and you're sweaty. It wasn't yeah. like I was going to coach baseball, just shower or something like that. I had so actually... is the bike going to spring training this year? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll go out on the truck and I'll find my way around surprise. Yeah, nice. yeah. it's a good place to be for spring training. That was a little fl- that's pretty flat. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. 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 Real flat park out area. there. Yeah. Real flat out there. So when you got the initial call of, <laughs> hey, how would you like to manage the Royals? What did you think, man? I mean, I was hoping for it. You know, yeah. I mean, it was not, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. You know, once, once JJ called, you know, it was, yeah. When, when do I start? You know, um, and he called me the, it was the night before Thanksgiving or uh, uh, Halloween. And he said, uh, do you have any Royals gear to wear when you trick or treat with the kids tomorrow? So I said, I'll, I'll make sure I have some. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was, you know, it, it was a process, you know, you go through these interviews and they're, draining you know they're they're mentally and physically draining emotionally and and on me but as as much on my wife if not more because she's not the one involved in it and she's just thinking all right are we moving here are we moving there what's going on and so it, there's a relief and then there's the realization that okay now it really starts you know and it's not <laughs> now you've been hired but that's just one little tiny dot in the whole process now it's time to get to work so did you wear Royals gear for Halloween that year? I actually didn't have any. I actually didn't have any yet. Um, no, but I think, what did we have this year? We go with whatever theme the kids want. This year was So dre- you dress up. Uh, I, I wear a mask or something <laughs> yeah. and a shirt, you know, but I don't, I, I have in the past, but not, uh, not in the same, to the same extent that my kids do. <laughs> So you didn't go like a SpongeBob or something this year? No, this year was some sort of mask they picked out for me. Some kind some of weird mask, creepy mask. Yeah, we yeah. had that too. Like you hit a button and it all lit up and changed. Oh, it wasn't that, it fancy. Wasn't that fancy. No, no. <laughs> nah, I, I don't think that they'd want Dad in his Royals. You know, what I mean, like I don't. They're know. seven and five though. They think it's cool still. They probably right? were like, "You wear that every day. Can you can you put a mask <laughs> on in a in a superhero character?" They, right? they do not care about what team I'm with or any of that kind of stuff. They just, they, you know, they, when they go to the ballpark, they're still at the age where they like the ice cream and the mascots and the running around. My wife probably sees about a half an inning and then chases them around the whole rest of the time, but they're getting into it. You know, they're starting to, they have their Bobby Witt junior jerseys and stuff like that. And they, so they're, they're into it um, to that extent, but they are not addicted Royals fans yet they don't they, they're still conceptualizing all this well Back they're still Toro. seven and five yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm good with that you know they're little kids and they should just be little kids yeah Matt Cotraro, the new manager of the Royals joining us you'll see his kids out at the carousel mm-hmm. um during on game days uh, coming, coming up at the uh, at the K right probably so yeah, yeah. they'll be running the, running the uh the speed drill and the uh and riding the carousel. They love running the bases whenever that's available, all that kind of stuff. I'm glad you that's say awesome. let them be kids, too, because I think we rush the growing up process so much at times. Like, you know, we've, we've got some friends that are doing 18 things a night with their children. And mine are like, I'm just going to hang out with my friends and, you know, just chill and have some fun. I'm glad you say that. Just let them be kids every once in a while. Yeah, and I mean, some of that's by necessity because we've moved them here. You know, they don't have friends. They're not in stuff yet. You know, but we're, we'll get there. I mean, we're, we're in no rush, you know, I mean. You know, in Florida, it's year-round sports all the time, and, you know, they've had some opportunities to do, like, travel 
sports at age six. That's a nine month season. And we kind of just said, we're not, no, we're not ready for that. Cause you know, everything in this game too is a sacrifice, you know, like, so if one of them's going, my wife's the only one doing it, she's bringing both of them and then they just get dragged around and they don't like it after a while. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're trying to, not that I have the answer, that's for sure, on, on parenting, but we're trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah, no doubt. Nobody has the answer on that, right? <laughs> like, we're all in this together. Like, the three of us look at each other every day and we got any ideas for this. Like, our biggest thing is, like, did your kids pick up their socks today? Because I don't know about <laughs> you, but you walk in the house, there's pairs of socks everywhere. I don't know I, I don't know how they end up in certain places. My daughter had one on her ceiling fan a couple of months ago. I'm like, how did this end up up here? And why is it staying? And why is it still there? there? So I don't know if that's something you deal with right now. Well, we haven't gotten to that because they're pretty. My wife's good at setting that routine where stuff goes. And but they have to be reminded. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Have you stepped on the Lego in the middle of the night? That might be the worst pain than probably any sports injury. (laughs) My older son is a huge Lego guy and containing those things the move was actually probably good for that because it all ended up in totes and it hasn't spilled back out yet <laughs> so yet, just yet hopefully we can yeah. we can we don't we haven't that. found that box yet yeah. sorry we don't know where that you gotta is. move it's in the back you gotta somewhere. move yeah. yeah yeah we don't know sorry i guess i didn't make the truck i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you about that so yeah it's fun man it's it's fun i, I think your family's gonna love it here this we always say it's this is a great place to raise a family and when you win in Kansas City, it will be an even greater place to raise a family. You'll be a superhero around here, man. Everybody's going to love you. So you're getting into a great community at a great time and a great place to raise a kid. I mean, you got to feel really you know, confident about that, too. Yeah, you know, I don't know how everybody else views it, but it seems like a small town, big city kind of atmosphere. You know, I mean, it's just everybody has been welcoming. They're friendly, um, you know, and, and the it feels a lot like where we're from in upstate New York. You know, we're. Florida was a big change, you know, the, the lack of seasons and it's all that kind of stuff. It's just a totally different environment than how we grew up. And we're from upstate New York. It's very similar to here, like the landscape, the feel of the seasons, all that kind of stuff feels much more what, what we're used to. I know you dropped off the uh, the kids on the way in. Do you prefer the uh, the, the school drop-off? Or the uh, the school pickup because <laughs> we've all experienced they're they're awful. They're, luckily, we've never done luckily, the drop. Luckily, we work mornings and our fantastic wives have had to handle the drop off. I don't think I can handle the stress of that. The 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 pickup line has caused me uh, undue stress for the for the lack of paying attention to detail of how to how to get it done. We actually don't do it. We didn't do it in Florida either. We bypass that and park and walk up and get them. There so right. you've already you got, got it got figured that's, out. That's, 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 that's the key. Yeah. yeah, that's the key. That's Eat. what we do. Because yep. I, I agree. I, and that's something that was foreign to me moving to Florida. Like, and, and this could be generational. I'm not sure. We didn't have car lines. You either took the bus or you got dropped off wherever and just walked up to the school and. Mm-hmm. That car line thing is intimidating. Some of those schools, those things stretch on for miles. You oh, know? God, yes. So, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. So I would park and walk the half a mile if I had to to pick them up. You're Perfect. a smart you man. Keep that plan here. Yep. Yes, yes. Already like you. You got it figured <laughs> out because he told me that little secret. He said, I'll never go to the school. Park off to the side. And you don't have to deal with it. But I'm like, all right, that's a great idea. I mean, I've, and, still, and I've done it. But you still have to. Still, I still have it. to yeah. like shade your eyes from like. 
the people doing it wrong. Right. But, yeah. But well, we were out of it for about six months, and then my wife took a new job, so we had to cancel the bus. Yeah. So I'm back to doing the pickup now, and I've been doing it for three days, and I already want to stop. Three but, days. You're already done. Yeah, I'm already done. <laughs> my, my kids are young enough where it's it's fun still. Like you get there, and they're excited to see you. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure at some point that all turns, and they're like, "Oh, here he is again." Yeah. Come on, Dad. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, Don't wait, embarrass me. Wait till you get home, and they start questioning why you pitched somebody in the eighth inning. That's when you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you cross, you cross the line with that. Yeah. They wake up. Why the hell did you pitch that guy in the eighth inning? Okay, I'm out. That's probably about it. We're getting to know new Royals manager Mike Cotraro. He's in studio with us. More with him next. Back in on a Tuesday. Along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams producing. Matt Cotraro, the new manager of the Royals, is in studio with us and has, has moved to town. We established that. Kids are in school. Um, got the transition to a, to a brand new gig. The entire family's excited about it. That's really, you've had a whirlwind, I guess. <laughs> just Not just not just job, but getting everybody here. That's cool. Yeah, yeah but, you know, it's been fun, and, and it has been as smooth as I think it could possibly be. So we're, we're really happy with what, what's taken place so far and what's ahead of us. What are you most excited about for this job? You know, the challenge, I think the challenge of, you know, there's a lot of challenges is getting to know new people, not just by name and job title, but really getting to know who they are and what they're about and, and letting other people know who I am and what I believe in and what I think is going to help us, you know, progress as an organization and as a team. So that part of it's fun. Um, obviously, I get energized when I talk to the players and hear their positivity and, and know like what their goals and their, their uh, wishes are for moving forward. So I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about is really just the day to day. I'm really somebody that doesn't ride the roller coaster of like highs and lows. I try to, I try to be pretty consistent. And I think, Good. I think, I think that's one of the things that I've heard from these guys too, is just the, they're they're grinders you know they like to work they like to play and they like to they like to be consistent in what they do so so far that's been really really energizing to me yeah that's good you can't get too high and too low and too high like uh, josh and i talk about it all the time we watch andy reed and we're like god if you could just have that calm demeanor like i got this like you can't be you get too high you get too low you're gonna you're gonna just burn yourself out if you do that well i mean i think that's unique to each person because i mean you've seen guys over the years that are much more high energy or, or much more of that highs and lows. And, and it works. I mean, Billy Martin, everybody remembers yeah. everything he did for decades. I mean, it's a different, different era, different game. The players are different now. Um, but I mean, you think about <laughs> what was that guy's life like every day managing a major league team for decades, you know, or things like that. But yeah, I, I agree. That's, you have to be consistent with who you are as a person you can't be one thing one day and one thing the next that's what that's what doesn't work yeah you're right about that that goes with anything in life that you have to be you you know and and my friend Matt Nagy who's the the uh uh, offensive coordinator what is he with the Chiefs now I don't even know former Bears head coach coach right now yeah you know you used to have the saying of be you and and he got that from his son on his opening press conference and he goes I'm really nervous and his son says just be you dad and that kind of became his his like calling card was be you and 
They made fun of him in Chicago, which was stupid because he's a great head coach. But BU is, I mean, if you try to be somebody that you're not in any walk of life, you're going to get exposed so fast, you know? Yeah, and if you spend a lot of your energy trying to change what other people are or what you are on a daily basis, that's kind of a waste of time, you know? I mean, everybody is what they are, and you try to work within the parameters of a team or an organization, but bring who you are every day, and, and, and we'll all fit in together. You mentioned that like you, you want to let people know who you are. And if, if, if somebody asked me the question, who are you, I wouldn't know how to answer that question. How do you, how do you answer that question? Like you, you want to tell people who you are. Who are you? That's a good that is a good question. You. I, you know, I think, I, I, I think more so like I don't have a, an answer for that, but it's just the, the living the day-to-day and seeing what values, you know, you're a family person, you're a team, you're a team player, you're somebody that – um, believes in consistency and the process and those kinds of things. So, I mean, that's that's who I am um, and, and extremely loyal, somebody that really pulls for other people's successes, and I think that's what serves well in a team game like baseball is you can never have enough guys playing well. You can never have enough coaches coaching well. Everybody has The more success that other people have, the better it is for everybody. God, you're speaking my language, my man, because we, we even talked about it today. It was referring back to what makes a good leader and a good coach in the NFL because there weren't a lot of firings yesterday, which we were very disappointed about, by the way. Uh, we <laughs> oh, thought there'd be a lot. Like <laughs> yeah, I know, right? we, thought, right. we thought there'd be a lot more, and I go, one of the things you need to have is, like, if you're the head coach or the manager or, or like, the head of a business, and I always go back to Todd Haley because he couldn't play well with Charlie Weiss in 2010 and it ended up blowing up the whole thing and his biggest thing was Charlie was getting a lot of credit for the way the offense was going and he was like mad that somebody else was getting the credit for it and to hear you say I don't care who gets the credit for it like that's one of the biggest things that I look for not that I matter but that I look for in like a leader like can you just let everybody else get the credit and you just kind of hang in the back and do the press conference and call it a day like I love hearing that because I think that's so important when you're the head of an organization well, I mean, you know, the the thing that I really feel strongly in is when you hire good people and you trust them to do their job, then they do their job well. They they ha- they have the confidence and the autonomy to to lead that group. And that's one of the things that JJ and I talked about in the hiring process for the for the pitching coach and the different guys we hired was my belief is that the hitting coach manages that department. The pitching coach manages that department. The bullpen coach manages his area, you know, infield, all the different areas. And I I don't know anything about how an NFL staff works, but it seems like that would be the same type of thing. You got your linemen and your defensive backs, all the different positions. The more in baseball, it's even more like the pitching has is has evolved so much that I'm not the expert in that field. It would be crazy for me to go espouse to the pitching guys. Hey, you should work on this when I'm not the pitching expert and the same in the hitting the same. These guys are the, the, the masters of their, their, their area. And so my job is to ask them the questions and spur the conversations and the thoughts. And they come back to me and we bounce ideas off of each other to make the players better. Our job is to get the best out of every player that we can. And my theory on this is that the more that they feel comfortable running their area, the better it is for all of us. And as far as taking credit, there's, you know, the credit is the players. I mean, the players play the game. We, I, I don't hit, throw, run, do any of that stuff. The players take – we're here to be able to say good things and brag about the players. The patience level in all of sports, at least from a fandom perspective, has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. Sure. Have you seen that kind of evolve as well? You mentioned kind of staying in the process and staying patient and those types. Has that become harder and harder on everybody maybe involved in sports because the – 
I guess the, either the attention level or the patience level is shrunk so much these days. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. There's no doubt that's true. But, you know, in the places that I've been, I've been very fortunate. I think that all comes back to your organization and your leadership. You know, and, and I've been in two really good places with uh, Paul Dolan and Chris Antonetti and that ownership group in Cleveland to Stu Sternberg and Eric Neander and now John Sherman and J.J. Piccolo here. Like, they all have very similar philosophies. Kind of what I just talked about is – Hire good people, trust them to do their jobs, empower them, give them the resources to to do what they think is right, and stay with the process. You know, and I think it's much easier said than done. I mean, fans do get heated and you know want immediate results, and that's totally understandable. When team when a team loses, nobody feels worse than the people. You know, obviously the fans feel that. The staff and the players are living it minute by minute. It's excruciating. And, you know, so I think that's the one thing that the fans should understand is that as angry as they are at the losses and we feel exactly the same way. We don't want to lose games either. So the the point is the support comes from the whole organization and everybody that's on that same page. I got my 2023 (laughs) lineup here, Josh. Yeah, Bob's been um, laminated. Wow, Bob had (laughs) carrying this laminated lineup around for. How many years? Well, it's probably since about 18 or 19. Right? Yeah. He forecasted ahead, and we made, made him laminate it. It's actually 2021 lineup. I'm sorry. I'm oh, two okay. years behind on oh, this one. Right. I thought you so had the, might not be pertinent. I thought you had the 2023 No, lineup, so. I, I, I don't but have the 2023. He's been carrying this lineup card around Yeah, and the longest some of it's, time. Some of it's still there. Singer, Coar, Lynch, Bubich, Keller, Mondi, maybe. Uh, Melendez, Prado, Nicky Lopez. I got Soler on there. He's not with the team. Salvi's on there. So it's still pretty good. Not bad. It's, not it's bad. still pretty good. <laughs> uh, I think it was actually when, from, from when, uh, when Ned left, because I, I predicted that Vance Wilson would be the manager back in those days. I've missed on that twice now. Um, so what I'm asking you, why I've got this line, who's pitching opening day? Let's get to the, 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 the brass tacks here. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, I think we're a little too far out from setting an opening day lineup right now. Yeah. Oh, darn it. We were hoping you'd break some the box some Legos yet. That is true. Let you still got to unpack. Yeah. Let alone the, uh, yeah. the opening day pitcher. You mentioned kind of getting to getting to know the players. You you don't have them. So is it is it like one on one at this time of the year? Or how do you how do you how are you able to interact with? with well, you know, uh, fortunately, when I was still living in Florida, um, Singer, Keller, uh, Coar were down there working out. So I got to meet them in person, watch them work out a couple times throw. And then here. Uh, once we got here, uh, I'm seeing Stamont and um, and Barlow throw here, and uh, Nate Eaton came to town. He was hitting with Alex Zimwalt, and so I got to see him work out. And the rest of it has been phone calls and you know just getting to know guys, and it's been it's been great. I mean, they've been very receptive to. Other than nobody answers when they see a call from Albany, New York. So and they either think when I got hired, it was right before the election, so they either thought it was some sort of like you know, yeah. election <laughs> spam call or a telemarketer. So nobody answers. They all call me right back or whatever. But, yeah, so I, I, I've been doing it through phone calls and Zooms with the team every now and then. But, you know, the off season, it's a fine line. You want to you get involved and know who, who everybody is and what they're doing, but you also want to give these guys their space because yeah. it's – it's a long season, and we have a long spring and season to get to know each other. Yeah, you do. And and, and look, that's kind of what this first year is going to be. I don't think you can go into this trying to make up for the last, what do we used to say, the last 30 years, right? And then they went on and won the world championship and, and, and whatnot, but the last couple of years have not been great. You can't go in there and say, we're going to make up for all of that in, in one off season. you got to kind of take it slowly, don't you? 
Well, yeah. I mean, and my my mindset is we're not making up for anything. We're starting now. You know, it's not a it's not well, last year this happened or the year before that happened and we have to change because of that. No, it's a fresh start. It's I don't know these guys personally. They don't know me and it's about earning their trust every day and and you know, being like I said, being consistent, knowing what they want and what's important to them and those are the kinds of questions that I that I like to know and that our staff is trying to get to know what's important to them. What do they value? What what do they want to see improve in their own either in their game or in who they are as people and in their relationships. So that's kind of where we're starting and you know baseball's baseball. We all get out on the field, we all take ground balls and throw bullpens and that kind of stuff. So there's nothing earth-shattering with that. It's more about building the confidence and building that camaraderie within the team. And I think there's a lot of that already here. All right. So I want to get to know you a little bit more. Besides riding a bike, what else you like to do? <laughs> what, what else? Because everybody says, oh, he loves riding bikes. What else What else is uh, is in your free time? What else do you like doing? I mean, really, it's about my family. You know, Good. I mean, I try to spend as much time. I really don't go looking for things to do. You know, I mean, I'm a college basketball fan. I don't. In the years past, you know, before kids, I'd sit there and watch Big Monday, you know, from seven to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. midnight or I'll whatever, there. Yep, yep, yep. you know, but now it's more about whatever movie we're putting on before bed and that kind of stuff. So I pick up spots of, you know, and I, I like to watch sports. I mean, like anybody else, but I, I very rarely carve out the three to four hours it takes for a full game anymore. You know, it's just pick, pick my spots, you know, because like, unlike the fan, I get a hundred and. 90 games a year to 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 watch and yeah. to, they take more than the three hours so really it's about my family and spending as much time around them as possible what's your favorite all-time tv show cheers oh josh <laughs> there you go josh <laughs> my brother there it is there you go it's his yeah. all-time favorite tv i show. contend you could just start it over now show it every week and it would hold up yeah, it, I don't. It, I, you it know, holds, I other still than the, other than some of the graininess, but but the, the 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 stories and the nonsense all works today. It holds it up does, better than except most. It's funny, you know, or not, not funny, but you go back and watch them now. There's a lot of stuff that would not hold up from the PC. <laughs> yeah, 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 There's yeah. a lot there's of, of that, there's yeah. a lot of that because I do still watch them. You know, at years back, uh, one of the things that hasn't been unboxed is the DVD player, which. But that is one of the things that I was gifted a long time ago was the box set of Cheers. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you like Henri when he used to steal Woody's girl? Or not? <laughs> Woody was a great character. That was a tough role to come in and replace Coach. You know, that was a tough yeah. thing. And that, but, yeah, that worked well. All right, that, so, that so and the payphone. Nobody uses the payphone. Nobody uses the payphone anymore. Like every episode of Seinfeld, which is my show. Oh, yeah, I love that one too. So you solved, can't go wrong. Yeah, but it's everything's solved now with a cell phone. I mean, yeah. so I mean, everything goes with that. But you said coming in and replacing Coach, which was harder for Woody to replace Coach or for Rebecca to replace Diane? I think the Woody. I mean, I'm biased. I mean, Coach, those couple seasons, his lines were priceless. Yeah. You know, I mean, Diane was a great character too. I lo- I loved that show all all around. So, but I think it it evolved. You know, it changed, and everybody got everybody found their way. But I thought that was a I think I would say replacing coach was a little bit bigger. Well, the coach has got to go with coach. Too. Yeah, I mean, true. Exactly. That That's a good point. A Pitching baseball, coach, yeah, baseball I mean, guy, yeah, 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 I mean, the whole nine. Yards. Who's your favorite uh, artist band of all time? Because when you join us every Wednesdays, we're going to play the music you want to hear. So we need to know who that is. Well, my favorite band is Grateful Dead. Oh, um, nice. But I, I'm pretty eclectic. You yeah. Know? So I, you really can't go wrong. I'm just not much of a modern, like today's 
pop music isn't really my thing, mm-hmm. um, but I like a lot of different kinds of music. Have you seen the dead in concert? I have, Where yes. have you gone? Well, when I was in high school. Did you see Jerry Garcia? Are you old? Because he died in like 98, Yeah, 99? no, I, I, I no, was. 95. Maybe. I saw one show when I was in high school, and which actually has been immortalized because it, it was in Albany, New York, and they, they made a box set out of it called Dozen at the Nick because at the time the arena was called the Knickerbocker Arena. So my friends and I got to go there. It was a three-night thing. We went for one night. Um, and then in 2018, I went and saw um, Dead and Company with John Mayer when they were at City Field. We had played the Yankees in a day game, and they were playing at City Field at night. So a nice. few of us went over there. That's awesome. So if, if you could see any band <clears throat> in their prime, it would be the Dead. Like I could tell you right now, it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's Sinatra or Elvis, Grateful, like who it would be the Grateful Dead. Well, I mean, I hadn't thought of it that way. I'm sure I could come up with some other some other ones I'd really like to see, and I did get to see them. Well, probably not in their prime, but yeah. you know, it was still the early '90s um, or yeah, early '90s. So I feel really fortunate about a lot of the things I've got to experience. You know, I got to see Stevie Ray Vaughan before he died, which is obviously tragic. But you know, looking back on it now, that was pretty special to be able to see him and. So I, w- when I was growing up, we, we lived in an area where there were a ton of concerts regularly. Uh, Saratoga Performing Arts Center, SPAC, that, that's a, a huge venue in the summers. And we lived close enough to it where we could go regularly and just get cheap lawn seats. It's an outdoor amphitheater. So we saw tons and tons of of shows there. And, and my friends, my closest group of friends were musicians, and they we would travel around the area and find they would they would always spearhead like where we were going and who we would see but we saw tons of concerts growing up do you have a concert memory where like this is the greatest concert i've ever been to for me guns and roses dodger stadium in like 2016 was for well i mean that grateful dead one the the thing that really sticks out to me is like we took a bus downtown because the roads were all backed up with the traffic from the show and the deadheads traveling and stuff so getting off of that it's kind of like the car kind of, kind of the car line yeah. school yeah, yeah pretty much. Exactly. same thing yeah. Yeah. stepping off of that bus and seeing the sea of people was overwhelming i'll, I, I'll never forget that um you know but you know I, I think like as far as like most concerts most of the big concerts you go to the thing that really resonates with me is like as you get there and you hear the like sound check and the booming speakers and the lights and kind of stuff that's what really sticks with me at those shows what's the coolest experience you've been able to have because of baseball well i've been really i mean it's it's hard to really prioritize them but being in the world series twice has yeah. been really special even uh, at the neutral site that was different i yeah. mean that, that was different but it still didn't take away from like what you were playing for you know it was really cool to be involved in it um but one little experience that they don't appreciate it yet but at the all-star game in 21 was in Denver and they allow the staff to bring the your families down onto the field for the home run derby and the couches are set up around the sides and so my kids were bouncing off the walls and I was just trying to get them to like stay on this one couch and they they was not set up at all staged at all they finally settled down on this couch and were sitting perfectly spaced and there was a spot behind them in the dugout where just randomly someone popped up perfectly between them and I said stay right there I'm taking a picture of this 
because they don't appreciate it yet. But I, if you don't mind, just stay right there. And it was Ken Griffey Jr. So I have this picture of them Sweet. sandwiching Ken Griffey Jr. Just their heads. And they have no idea right now. Okay, but right, I mean, right. to me, that that's one experience that really stood out in my yeah. mind. Like, this is this is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah. everybody, like in our age group, grew up like watching Ken Griffey Jr. And wanting oh, to be like Ken Griffey Jr. And yeah. put your hat on backwards. Yeah. And, he was he was that kind of that first superstar. I think him and Bo Jackson, you know, were kind of those two superstars of our generation. He you know? just, you know, he did things like I was playing in college at the time and that, in high school, and you know, thinking like I I can't I can't do that. Like that's <laughs> not the same game that I'm playing that he's playing. Right. So hypothetically speaking, you're in Game Seven of the World Series, and, and Brady Singer's you know pitching brilliantly into the fifth inning. Are you taking him? Out? Oh no! Don't even! Don't even! Don't! I would love to have that question. I would love to have that scenario be in place. We will. We will have it uh, real quick. Matt, good to uh, to speak with you in person. Look forward to getting to know you even more as we uh, embark on the the new season. Appreciate yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's you been fun. It. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Matt right. Cotraro, the new manager of the uh, the Royals, joining us in studio. We're out of time. Cody and Gold, they come your way next. You're on six ten Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.